You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Okay, Lauren. Well, uh, today we're kind of doing a little bit of a part two. Last week, we talked a little bit about the importance of websites and what they can do uh, in relevance to your, uh, marketing, uh, efforts or your marketing campaigns. And, uh, today I think we're going to talk a little bit about the actual guts, if you will, of your website, the content and the king of all information, what content would work in a website. So yes, super jazzed about that because content is super exciting. You know, a lot of people don't read anymore. And I think we <laughs> kind of alluded a little bit last week to the fact that websites can have layers. So you have the people that are kind of the skimmers and then you have the deep divers and then the kind of the bullet point people. And so we want to make sure that that content resonates with everyone that visits your website and make sure that it connects to those consumers. Right, exactly. So like you said, we kind of, we did kind of like 10 tips or I don't remember how many, I'll just say 10, but you know, some top tips for websites last week. So you may want to go listen to that episode really quick. Um, you know, from five, from May 16th and then come back because really today we're diving in. I think both of us, you know, talked about, um, high quality content and kind of the why you need high quality content for multiple reasons. And we touched on images and video, but like you said, today, we're going to dive in a little bit. Um, a lot of you probably see, and even with your own website, if you have a current website, um, hopefully you will notice, or you will start to see now that, um, someone's brought it to your attention, but you will see kind of some repetitiveness on websites. So maybe some content um, is accessible via a tile or kind of three to five buckets that are kind of the top tier, most important things. But then you might scroll down or you might scroll up and see in the navigation, there's another access point to that same content. So I think kind of number one is mapping out the content that is most important to your audience. So that's a good place to start with your messaging is figuring out maybe the top three to five things that you want your website to communicate. And then from there, part of it goes into the design, but most importantly, developing that content and then working it into the design and the access points. Yeah, I think that's super important. And the other thing that I always notice is people kind of uh, inside baseball, lack of a better term, their content. In other words, they know what they're talking about, but sometimes they don't explain that or over explain the content. And so they'll say something like, uh, get involved or join us. But that what they're really talking about is like, give us money or donate or, right. <laughs> you know, sign up, like, just say, like, give us cash. Or, I mean, right. you don't want to be that hardcore, but like, Tell people what you want them to do, because sometimes people are just trying to figure out what your website's about. So explain to them, come through this front door, go through this side door, please step here. Don't just try to like create this maze of cheeses and crumbs. Tell them what you want them to do so they'll enjoy the experience and do what you want so that then they'll 
enjoy what you want them to enjoy, basically, I guess. Yes. So. And you don't want to frustrate people who are there for two or three or one quick thing, which is, you know, donate or buy something or find your address or, oh my gosh, I need to look them up on Facebook. Where do, Where's their Facebook link? So make sure things are, like you said, clear. You know, it's sometimes websites can be too cutesy and that becomes, um, yeah, it's fun or it's a fun design or it's cute or fun words or new adjectives or nouns for, you know, like you said, donate or shop. But at the end of the day, making sure people can find things quickly and easily is more important than being overly creative on your content and the words that you use, in my opinion. Um, The other thing is sometimes a website can be difficult to navigate for folks if there is too much going on. So, you know, we want to offer enough information or some of that long form content for someone to deep dive, but you also need to determine and focus, you know, what is most important and put your energy there. And then if people have a little bit more time to stick around, then they can go in and focus on, you know, and find what they really want to deep dive into. So making sure that you have, you know, your top three to five things that are most important, your goal is to get people to do this, this, and this, um, and offer this, this, and this information is, you know, first and foremost, and kind of the second step. Um, the next thing to me is really that can kind of be frustrating. And I don't want this just to be like a gripe, but, you know, you have a great looking website, you know, you're looking at it on your office, desktop, computer, your laptop, but remember most folks are, I'm not going to say most, a high percentage of people are looking at your website from their phone. So make sure that you go on and you look at your content from your phone too. If it's short or long, make sure the formatting looks good. Make sure that your images or your video aren't like making weird blocking with your content where it's difficult to see or, you know, they have to scroll down a bunch or it's kind of becomes disjointed, make sure that you're looking at your content on all different types of devices. So, and then making adjustments, don't just say, oh, well, it doesn't look that great. You know, oh, well, it looks great on the desktop. Go in and make those adjustments and take the time to make it really friendly and accessible via mobile too. And to pick up on that, which I think is an excellent, excellent point. You, I don't, depends on what kind of content management system you're utilizing. But remember, some of the information that you provide on a desktop website is not necessarily relevant on a mobile website either. I mean, if you are providing content that literally is what I call a scroll demon, in other words, you're just sitting mm-hmm. there going bzz, 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 through your phone, which is not really that relevant. In other words, if you're providing like the long history of something that's not really that relevant, where someone on a phone is basically looking for either contact information or how to buy tickets or whatever, make sure that you uh, curate that journey uh, mobile style, like a better term, versus someone that's on a desktop that may be sitting in a big cushy chair with a big cup of hot cocoa that's really down to like really deep dive. So yes, just exactly. enjoy, just make sure you kind of put yourself in those uh, situations to you know, understand who your visitor is during that time. So yes, that's a really good point. Um, the other thing is that I think people kind of forget about is thinking about your content in a sense of it's not just the words, it's also the photo or video or infographic, whatever type of visual aid you have on your website, not 
only should it, you know, display correctly, load quickly, all of those things, but that is also a form of content. So make sure that you are picking those images very intentionally or those graphics, whatever, because, you know, for the people that may not have a lot of time, they might read a little bit or read a couple of bullets and then look at that image or graphic or infographic, watch a portion of the video and then be like, oh, I got the gist of it. I know what to do. I know where to go or I'm done with this. So be very, very intentional with the images that you choose or imagery that you choose um, because that is a form of content and people will get context clues from those visuals as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important that content doesn't necessarily just mean writing or verbiage. It's also, like you say, the visual. And then the last part is make sure that your content is shareable and or biteable. In other words, sometimes there are things that people will see on your uh, website, specifically on a mobile website or a responsive mm-hmm. website. They'll want to share with others. In other words, they'll be on your website and they'll want to like screen cap that or either have an ability to share it or send it to someone so they can then, you know, kind of team up and do that. Make sure you have that ability to do that. That's important uh, uh, functionality with your website to be able to you know, share that content. Yeah. And that, that gave me kind of a little spark, which is for some of those long form pieces. One thing that I really like when I see is an ability to download a PDF, you know, or download a document, download a graphic, whatever that is, you know, maybe it's a white paper or a case study. Like I love when I can maybe grab that, download it and then read it later or save it for reference, you know, something like that for those long form pieces. So that might be something to think about too. And then that offers a little bit of readability ease as well. And for the people that may not have time right then, but they can also share it or read it later. So good point. Uh, yeah, which so it's funny. I I actually just stumbled on this thing, and I don't want to kind of blow blow up the podcast. But uh, yesterday, I just found this shareable QR code, so that basically there's a if you have a piece of content, you can share. Uh, basically information and share a QR code to someone and then they can come back and it either creates it as a PDF or uh, links it to the, uh, to the actual page or whatever. So back, back to our uh, old friend, the QR code (laughs) (laughs) that has found a new lease on life through COVID, (laughs) you know, it's like basically you take that and then you basically just share that image. And then that Mm -hmm. image directs people to, like you're saying, either the option for a PDF or the actual content itself or a video or an image or, or basically whatever you want to attach to it. So yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Very cool. Saves so, a step too. Really. Yeah. It really does. Really, yeah. Do that. And then I they like can that. save that QR code to their photos in their phone or their tablet or whatever. And, and they basically always have it. So yeah. I like that. That's cool. Um, I guess my last thing is just, paying attention to and keeping your content fresh. So making sure that not only is your, you know, if you have a calendar of events, make sure that's updated or your news, or, you know, if your website on the homepage says we've been in business for 50 years, but you haven't updated that in 10 years, those types of things, those kind of smaller things, but also the bigger pieces and chunks of content, you know, making sure your homepage stays fresh, making sure that the content that is in those three to five things you identify it is most important really are. So making sure you're looking at your analytics and doing some testing because, you know, say you identify those top three or five things and you have some tiles, some different access points on your homepage, but you find in your analytics that something else is in your top, you know, 10 pages 
and people are spending a lot of time on that, then maybe it's time to rotate out those three or five things you thought were important because something else is actually more important. So make it easy for that visitor on their, you know, their journey or their research through your website. Um, just pay attention to how your content is doing and keep it fresh. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I think that's, it all kind of comes down to basically as you are providing information, what would you have an expectation for as a visitor? I mean, I think yes. that's, I kind of always go back and this is kind of dumb. I get it. It's a Tony Vanism. I go back to a lemonade stand. A lemonade stand is something that we can all understand as a kid you basically put something up, you put a box up in your neighborhood and you basically have three ingredients, water, squeezed lemon and sugar. And you create this pretty simple mixture that you hope someone will buy. Sometimes people like it a little bit more citrusy. Some people like it sweeter, blah, blah, blah. But basically it's the same. That's how a website works. Basically it's the same thing. People come and they buy your, you know, your lemonade. If they like it, they'll do it. If they don't, then they'll make comments on it. I think that's the same with that content. You just have to adjust that content to make sure that it's relevant for those folks that are visiting your lemonade stand. Yes. How's that for an illusion? There you go. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I have one more thing. I promise Mm -hmm. this is it. Yeah, you're Um, fine. It's good. Keep going. I I thought about, you know, as websites age, um, they tend to get pretty long in the tooth, right? Someone thinks, or someone needs to put something up there, or someone thinks this needs to be on the website. This needs to be on the website. And it just becomes so insanely out of control Mm -hmm. and dated. It's hard to kind of then go back and look at it from, you know, a high level point of view, because you start to think, oh, we might need that. Or someone might find that. That's kind of where the analytics come back into play for me and thinking, you know, also not everything, not every piece of content needs to be on your website or it might need to be there temporarily or for a short time. Um, and then it can, it can move on and something fresh comes in its place. Um, also not everything has to be visible in the navigation. You know, you probably will have several landing pages that are not visible, um, but direct links still work. And that's fine too. That kind of, that just makes your internal content management system and your page navigation a little crazy, but that does not mean that everything needs to live on the front side of the website either. And definitely everything does not have to live on the homepage. That's, that's my last little thing. No, I'm glad. And I'm glad you said that because that's really uh, kind of a a piece that we talk about all the time. Uh, And this is more of a strategy than content, but a website, just kind of looking at it, you want people to be able to look at it, but you can't dump everything on the, on the front page. Like you say, there is kind of a, uh, a teaser or a flirting kind of piece, if you will, where you just basically say like, this is available and this is available and this is available, but you can't just put the whole story out there all of the, all of the time. So there is that kind of mishmash of wanting to explain, but also wanting to make sure that you, you know, create an allure of bringing someone in on your website through that content. Uh, and I think that's kind of the, the difference between the science and the voodoo, if you will, of that and the in the front end user experience with that content is making it uh, visually exciting, uh, making sure the content matches the uh, client's expectation or the visitor's expectation. And then, you know, ultimately providing that call to action so that they 
do something on the website, whether that's buy a piece of merchandise or, you know, sign up for something or whatever you ultimately want them to do as a business owner or a service provider. So, yes, all good advice, I feel, but maybe I'm biased, but definitely go back and listen to last week's episode as well for the precursor here and a little bit more of a overall view of what we think is important for websites to do and some functions and things to pay attention to. Um, so go ahead and go check that out if you haven't already. Um, and who knows, we might make this even a little bit more of a series the next couple of episodes. You know what, Lauren, the world would be very quiet without good content. It would. So on that note, I'm Joni Van. And I'm Lauren Doherty. And you've been listening to the G-Factor Podcast. Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.